overcome fear. You know somebody forever, and you're looking there, and all of a sudden the Lord's saying, I want you to say something. And how many of you get dry mouth? I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh. I got this nice church you want to go to. And I do the church camouflage. How many of you ever done the church camouflage? I hide behind the church. Can't see me. I'm not making a commitment. I'm not risking being rejected. I'm not risking being challenged for my faith. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hide behind the church. And if I can get them to church, then, you know, Nick or one of those guys will knock them in the head and then we'll clean them. Well, I won't clean them, but yeah. Nick knocks them in the head and cleans them, dresses them, and sets them up and brings them back from the dead and gets them engaged in ministry. So I just, you know, it reminds me of the mountain man. He had a friend come up to his mountain, his mountain cabin, and the guy says, what do you do? He says, well, I, I hunt grizzly bear. He says, that's what you do? He says, yeah, that's what I do for a living. And the guy says, really? He says, I'd like to do that sometime. I, I would like to kill a grizzly bear and, and skin it and, and, and do all the stuff. I'd like to learn how to do that. And the guy says, all right. He says, you stay right here. And he went out in the woods in about 30 minutes. He comes screaming, running fast as he could through the woods. He says, open the door, open the door. And the guy opened the door, and the guy ran through, ran right out the back door, closed it, and a grizzly bear came through. And he says, you kill and dress that one, I'll get another one. Sometimes that's what we want the pastor to do, doesn't it? So let me get this straight. We want the pastor to preach and heal our wounds and be there when we're sick and, and hear our woes and, and, and take care of our messy marriages and our messy families and, and, and go out and, and win the lost and bring them in and, and, and get them saved and then get their life straightened out and, and then set them up and we're going to stand over here and go, go, Pastor, go. Go, Pastor, go. Knock them in the head. Get them when they're dead. Go, Pastor, go. Right? Well, you see, that's all great, but can I revert to a little bit of mountain language? That ain't in the Bible nowhere. I've read that Bible through, I don't know how many times, a hundred times. And it ain't in there. You know what's in there? That people were living their lives every day. And every day they were saying, Lord, show me somebody. And when you show me somebody, I will make a pledge to open my mouth. Now you say, but I haven't been trained. Well, you know there's a psalm, I think it's Psalm 81, it says, open your mouth and I will fill it. <laughs> you mean I'm going to have to have faith to do this? Come on, faith was when I, when I accepted Jesus, faith for my salvation. No, I, actually if you read that book, and, and that one called Romans, it says we live from faith. To faith. 
What we start in faith, we end in faith. It's not that we have faith once and then it's done. This isn't a one and done deal, folks. This is where we just give ourselves every day to what God brings our way. Can you do that? Can you say, I'm going to give myself every day to what God brings my way? Can you say that? I'm going to give myself every day to what God brings my way. Now, who, what's God going to bring your way? I got no idea. You might be sitting at a bar wanting a pretty person to really like you, and then he brings somebody else your way that you just love, you listen to, and begin to share. And you don't have to start with a gospel story. You know you're a sinner, and Jesus came to save all sinners? Wait a minute. How many people out there you think don't know they're sinners? Come on. They don't need to be told they're sinners. They already figured that part out. When you sin, how many of you ever figured out I already sinned? Now, I can say something to Sheila that's, that's mean and ornery, and, and I know this is just a hypothesis. This may be... This is a theory. But when I say it, and the Lord goes, Oh, Dennis, did I mention to you today you're an idiot? And it's like, um, mm, No, but I hadn't changed all that much since yesterday. So <laughs> I know I have sinned. Because the Bible gave me a hint. Let's see, all have sinned and... I'm sure of the glory of God. And so I ask God every day to help my fallen shorts. <laughs> or I mean, my sins. People don't need to know they're sinners. They already figured that part out. They need to know the love of Jesus. They need to know we're not afraid of them. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, Come down here and let me get on my knees and look you eye to eye. I don't think that get on my knees thing's in there, but, you know, Zacchaeus was a short guy. He says, Zacchaeus, nobody likes you because you're kind of the head of the tax mafia here in Jerusalem. And nobody wants to hang out with you. All the Jews have rejected you because you've joined the Roman side. But you know what? I, I want to go hang out with you. How many of you go hang out with people? You know what I hear in the church? How many want to, how many want to have the possibility of bringing someone to Christ? How many would like to bring someone to Christ here? Raise your hand. Stick your patty in the atmosphere. Okay. All right. We all would. I said that to Jesus one time. You know what he said to me? He had the audacity to say to me, how many center friends you got? I said, um, well, oh, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. He goes, come on, son. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, uh, I guess I don't have any. And he said, then who are you going to save? 
who are you going to bring to me? I said, um, <laughs> you don't go fishing in a mud puddle, right? You go fishing in a lake where there's fish. Now, we got to get out of this place. We come here to celebrate what God's done. Our worship should be celebration, not a catharsis that makes us feel good. I love it when people go, you know, people go, well, I'll just tell you, I wasn't blessed by worship today. Just didn't do that much for me. You know what I like? There's a pastor that had a great response to that. Pastor Chan. He said, that's all right. We weren't worshiping you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we weren't here to bless you, baby. We were here to bless God. We were here to give him the glory to his name. We were here to say, God, you're wonderful. You're awesome. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the glorious one. You're high and lifted up and your train fills the temple. The temple. You're the Holy One of Israel. You're marvelous. Beyond understanding. You're full of all wisdom and knowledge. You're full of love and kindness and mercy and grace. You know, try praying like that for an hour. I tell you what, just start out. Do me a favor. I'm going to give you a challenge, and I'm going to shut up because I'm taking all our time. I want to challenge you to pray for five minutes and tell God who he is. Don't ask him for anything. Don't tell him any of your problems. Don't tell him how you're disappointed. Don't tell on anyone. You ever hear him say, pray? Lord, I ask you to help Nick because that rascal, he's not doing what he should be doing, so help him. God, I don't need you telling on anybody. There's a thing called omniscient. means he's everywhere, knows everything, and has all power. He already knows what other people are doing. Don't be telling on people to God. Hey, God, help them. I need all the help I can get. But just spend 10 minutes. Get a list somewhere. Everything God is. Now that's giving God the glory to his name. All right. Well, I've got a perfectly good sermon, and, and we'll meet back here in a half an hour for me to give this sermon. <laughs> but I want you to know something. The Bible actually says that Jesus left the most glorious place in the world. Jesus left heaven. There was no problems up there. It was wonderful. Everyone was in harmony because they booted out those that weren't. That heaven was full of the wonders of creation beyond our imagination and Jesus left.
And he came to a place that was broken and alien to him. He came because he created a being that was supposed to act like him, be like him, respond like him. He came to a place where he was going to teach and lead that being to actually bring his heaven to earth. And he prayed, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said, that's your purpose here on earth. And so he took every broken individual And the perfect life without sin. He died so he could invite us in to carry his image once more. Now I'm going to ask the man that's going to serve communion to come. Because that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I think today we're just going to have a couple of men hold communion up here if you will. And I'm going to ask you all to leave your seats and come in as a symbol. This is a symbol. We all came to Christ. I want you to come to Christ again. Not, not in some way that's going to do something mystical, magical at all. But just in a way of being humble. To say, Lord, I want to pursue you every day. And we're going to ask you to pursue Christ today. In receiving the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, I particularly believe this is the body and the blood of the Lord. And I have no idea how. But the reason I believe that is because Jesus said, this is my body and this is my blood. So I just believe Jesus. I got no idea. Some people try think they figured it out. Catholics think they figured it out, and 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 the Orthodox think they figured it out. I don't think anybody's figured it out. I think Jesus just said it, so I just believe it. Some people say it's a symbol. Well, I think it is symbol symbolic. But in this meal, in this in this fellowship, what's happening today? is that we're remembering that we're sinners saved by grace. And that we come every, every time we come to the communion table, we're coming to say, Lord, you saved me by grace. Thank you. I receive that salvation. And that's what we're asking. So some of you can come this way, and some of you can come this way. But we're going to pray. And, and what I'm asking is that, Lord, as I receive your body, in, in, in John it says he gave his life for the life of the world. As I receive your body, I want to be like you in giving my life for the life of the world. Could you pray that? Now that means when you go out that door, somebody's going to want a piece of your life, and you're going to have to give it just like Jesus gave a piece of his life. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about communion is we're not better than Jesus, we're just like him. That's what we're trying to do. I got a long way to go, probably further than most of you.
but I'm trying to be like him. And so when people come and say, I want a piece of your life, then I'm saying, the piece of my life I can give you is the piece of Jesus that he gave to me. So symbolically, when you come, you receive the life of Christ so that you can give the life of Christ. That's what this communion service is. Communion does a lot of different things. But that's what we're doing this morning. That's what we're asking you to do. Receive the life of Christ through his body and his blood as you've already received it. So that when you leave this place, you can give that life of Christ to someone else. Would you receive the body and the blood of the Lord with that in your heart today? I'd be so grateful. Father, we bless this, the body and the blood of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ, that as we have the life of Christ in us, that we, like him, would give his life to the world. Help us, Jesus, as we receive your body and your blood. In Jesus' name, amen.